0: His greatness. You know, the name of Jesus is above every other name. The name of Jesus is above every other name. Every darkness must bow. And in him, in Jesus, we find our completeness. And so today we're going to continue studying the names, and the Lord has pretty much instructed me to study the names that show us His grandeur. That show us His majesty, His beauty. Because in Him is our strength. In Him is our peace. In Him we receive power from on high. And We are strong in him and in the power of his might. So as we look at and focus on the names of God that show us his almighty character, it encourages us, it helps our faith. We realize that nothing is impossible with him, and he is for us. So today, we're going to study several names of God, and we understand that through Jesus, we receive Jesus, and through Jesus, Jesus is the exact image of God, so when we study the names of God, and when we receive Jesus, we receive that character, that supernatural character, power, strength, and might, and dominion in our own lives, that's why we study these names. So, today we're going to start with Yah, Y-A-H. You probably more commonly understand it as Yahweh. Um, And we're going to start for that in Exodus 3, verse 9. I will be reading predominantly from the NIV today. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them, So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you Just think of that one phrase. I will be with you. It doesn't matter what you go through. How deep the river gets, how hot the fire gets. He says, I will be with you. have such a good God? And this will be the sign to you that it's I who have sent you. Do you know God has sent every one of you? The God who rules the universe has a purpose for you. A divine plan. I will be with you, and this will be a sign to you, that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me what is his name. Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Think about that. Think about how little Moses must have felt at the time. Think about how inadequate Moses must have felt at the time. Think about what he was looking at and how big that project must have looked like. Can you imagine bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, out of bondage? Such a task. And you know, sometimes your situations look the same. And God just says, say, I am who I am. I'm all you're going to need. I am for you and not against you. I have decided to bring you out. And I am. I will do it. So anyway... Yahweh, or Yah, it is from the verb H-A-Y-A-H. Ha-Yah. It means to be and to exist. So God is Yahweh, the existent one. He exists totally out out of time, outside of time. He exists totally outside of space. That's a hard concept, isn't it, for us? But it is real. It is true. He is self-existent. He is self-sufficient. He is all-sufficient. All-sufficient. He is totally complete in himself. Abiding forever. Timeless. He always was. He always will be. This name indicates to us the absoluteness of God. His responses, his decisions, his thoughts, his nature, his wisdom, nothing about him, is contingent upon any outside source for his completeness. That gives me so much security. He is totally independent of circumstance, totally independent of our time frames. Nothing created him, and nothing can ever end him. So this reminds me that no force can change him, no force can alter him, no force can shake him, no force can distract him. Do you know he is never distracted from you? His eyes are on you all the time. All the time. I receive so much security when I when I meditate on this name and what it means. Because I can depend on someone like this. I can depend on him. This is the person, this is the creator that you belong to. And he has tender mercies towards you every day. He is someone that we can depend on in every season. Every trial, every situation. This means that his word, this infallible, immutable, incorruptible word, his word, every promise, it will never end, it will never change. People around you change, don't they? You have friends that were there for a while and then they're gone. Where are they? Where'd they go? Right? That could never be the case with your God. It will never be the case with your God. Just as he will never end or change, his word, his promises will never end. They will never change. Because he is his word. We've been studying that, haven't we? He is his word. It's not just something he does. It's who he is. He is never incomplete. He is never unfulfilled. He never lacks He is his very nature. He doesn't just act like love or mercy or forgiveness. He is love and mercy and forgiveness, unchangeable, immutable at all times toward you. He cannot, he cannot act against his character. He cannot bring evil into your life. His I am, his I am totality, his I am existence is completely immutable. So that means because he is his word and his word is love. That means that when he creates, he creates out of love. You get that? Because that's who he is, that's his nature. And it is his, he created you, not, not because he needed to understand himself, not because he needed to, you know, have, discover his self-meaning. That's not why he creates. He creates completely to express love. You, every single one of you in this room is an expression of his love. Every one of you. How does that make you feel? <laughs> that makes me feel awesome. Because, you know, so many times we go through life and, and things happen and, and we don't feel good about ourselves or we don't feel good about our response or we constantly questioning, did I do this right, did I do that right, right? And then I understand, you know what? He created me. I am meant to be like him. He created me as an expression Of his love. And then all those little concerns and fears, you know, they fall away because you're an expression of, of love. Anyway, he creates to give. He will always love us no matter what we do, no matter what we don't do. So this means that when I, when you... Find your fulfillment in him, in him, and only him. You do not have to be moved by the negativity or the negative things or the hurtful things that happen to you because that is not what defines you. That is not necessarily even something that is truly a response to you personally, you know, that can come out of someone else's hurt. A lot of times it's their response truly to the Holy Spirit in you, a rejection of the Holy Spirit, not necessarily even a rejection of you personally. You see what I'm saying? So when we understand that we are fulfilled through him and him alone, we do not have to be moved by these emotional up and downs. We do not have to be moved by the circumstances around us that affect us. They don't have to affect us. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that you don't feel feel emotion, but as we find our fulfillment in the great I am, our emotions come in line with him with his personality and they are refined does that make sense so we don't have to be moved by every single wind that tosses some about so when i find my fulfillment in him i become complete in him the great i am nothing can hurt me and then as a result of that I can come, become an expression of his love, his perfected love through me to others. You see that? That's, such, that's so awesome. That's what we're supposed to do. So this frees me from the bondage of self, right? Are y'all getting this? This frees me from the bondage of self, just like Christ was, supposed, was selfless. It allows me to become selfless, and in that we we receive so much freedom. We don't think that's freedom, because self likes self, right? So the very concept of selflessness is upsetting in the carnal mind. But it is only through selflessness that we can truly receive and give out the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Uh, We are designed to be selfless. We are designed to love just like God loved us. And in that, we can express true, true joy, true peace here on this earth. So that's when, when I become complete in him, I can basically encapsulate within myself the command of love. I can love others as he first loved me. So anyway, the next name we're going to study is that he is the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 21-2. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men. Hallelujah. And he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost. Amen. (laughs) From the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this and I will be his God and he will be my son that son and daughter Oh my goodness <laughs> As a believer in Jesus I you we are the son the daughter of the one who begins and finishes everything. You are taken care of by the one who began it all. Wow. Who sees the end and actually decrees it from the beginning. He decrees your beautiful end. He decrees your victorious end from the very beginning. That's what he knows about you. He speaks it over you. Wow. And he only, only, only has love and goodness for you. He is the all-encompassing Lord. The completeness. The original, the original authority. The source. The original authority, the source, and he is the final say, the culmination, the yay and amen over your life. What do we have to fear? Absolutely nothing. When I remain in him, when I remain in him in every circumstance, I can rest securely in his loving providence for me. See that? He's got you covered, saints. (laughs) He sees you through. Isaiah 41, 1 through 13. This is an awesome scripture. When I was studying this, I realized how complete this scripture really is because it combines both the um, reality, basically his presence. It combines his presence as the Alpha Omega and as Yahweh. Okay? So you have... The nature of God, before and after all, the beginning and the end, the start and the consummation, and the concept, the presence, the Yahweh character, his all-existence, his timelessness, his self-completeness, all wrapped up in this scripture. This, when you think about this scripture, no matter what you go through, no matter what challenges you, you will not be moved. You will not be in fear. You will not have anxiety or concern. Be silent before me, you islands. Okay, this is Isaiah 41.1. Isaiah 41.1. Be silent before me, you islands. Let the nations renew their strength. Let them come forward and speak. Let us meet together at the place of judgment. Who has stirred up one from the east, calling him in righteousness to his service? He hands nations over to him and subdues kings before him. He turns them to dust with his sword, to windbone chaff with his bow. He pursues them and moves on unscathed by a path his feet have not traveled before. Who has done this and carried it through? Calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last. That's the concept of Alpha and Omega. I am He. That's Yahweh. I am He. I am this powerful lover of your hearts and souls. The islands have seen it in fear. The ends of the earth tremble. They approach and come forward. Each helps the other and says to his brother, Be strong! The craftsman encourages the goldsmith, and he who smooths with the hammer spurs on him who strikes the anvil. He says of the welding, It is good. He nails down the idol so it will not topple, but you, O Israel... Are you grafted in by Abraham? You're believers in Christ? But you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. Do you know he sees you as his friend? Do you understand that? I took you from the ends of the earth from its farthest corners, I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Wow. What an amazing promise. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all, for I am the Lord, that's Yahweh, I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So this is the Alpha and Omega, this is Yahweh who encompasses, who holds every believer. The one who has determined the outcome of the universe is my friend. The one who has determined the outcome of the universe is your friend. He cares about you. He cares about every detail of your life. There's nothing he doesn't see. There's nothing that's bigger than he. From beginning to end, he has promised to help you. We can depend on him. All we have to do is give him permission to order our affairs, to listen, to seek him out. Right. Right? Give him permission to do it his way in your life. Nothing will change his good intentions toward me ever from beginning to end, or the fact that he has united me with him through the blood of Christ. This is who you walk. This is the one with whom you are united if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay, the next word for God, B-A-R-A, Bara, Creator, Creator, Isaiah 40. Verse 28, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You just receive that right now at this moment. You receive renewed strength from the Lord. They will soar on wings like eagles, They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. That's who created you. The very first verse in the Bible tells us that he is the creator. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created you to have relationship with him. And one way we can get to know him is through his creation. We do not worship the creation, we worship him who created. But we get to know him through the things that he created. Think about, think about this. I, I I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Just think about the intricacy demonstrated, the precision demonstrated in our solar system. Think about, now really think about this. Maybe I'm just a simpleton, and I'm sure I don't understand all the laws of physics and all these other things, but if I just look at it practically, think about all the catastrophic events that occur on this Earth, okay? Think about the the earthquakes Think about volcanic eruptions. Think about tsunamis. Think about men in their hate how they bomb one another. Think about the fact that the atomic bomb was dropped. And in my simple brain I think why hasn't any of that ever sent the earth off course? I mean, if you're if you're you know how sometimes when you're a kid you roll those tops on the table? You know, you spin a top? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, and even the littlest teeny tiny breath just throws it asunder. Totally puts it off course. And yet no matter what has ever gone on in this earth, we've never been blown off course. The earth is still tilted at a specific degree. It's still revolving on its axis. It's still going around the sun as he designed it to do, no matter what occurs here. I mean, how can that be? What a creator. What, what a, what a, I mean, that's amazing to me. We've never moved off course. So. Think about this. Think about the precision of the human body. Think think about the intricacy of the human body, Okay, Medical science still does not understand it all, and it never will. It never will. It will never be be able to understand everything about the human body. It is so precisely and beautifully and intricately planned. You know, think about things that remind you of the beauty and the majesty of God, when you, this is all relating to the fact that he is, that we get to know him because by his creation. We get to know his personality. We get to know his character by observing creation, by enjoying creation. Think about the mountains. Think about the beauty and the grandeur and the majesty of mountains. Think about the vastness and the depth of the oceans. Think about the timelessness of the waves. You know, they just, forever and ever, they keep doing what he designed them to do. Think about the beauty and the delicacy of flowers, of plants. Some of them, you look at them and they're so incredibly intricate and they're so gorgeous. Think about the artistry in the clouds. You'll never see two alike. Think about the power in the wind. And we, we, you know, most of what you hear, you hear it rustling the leaves, but you don't hear the wind. And think of the power it has. You, you hear the results of the wind. So anyway, <coughs> Romans 1:19 19, verse 19 Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities his eternal power his divine nature have been clearly seen clearly seen, being understood from what he has made. So then men are without excuse. We're without excuse. You know what? Even if I don't have someone preach the gospel to me, I can look out and know God. So God's word tells us that his invisible qualities His power, His nature are evident to us through everything that He has created. So we look around this world, we look around, and it speaks of His very presence in our lives His power, His character, His divinity. It tells us all about His supernatural nature. He created you, and, and get this He created you, you, to be his splendor on this earth. That's who you are created to be. You are created to be his splendor. You are the most majestic of his entire creation. You can look at all that stuff, and then you realize, I am the greatest of his creation, the most majestic. That's you. He created you to be his splendor here. To everyone around you. Psalm 21, verse 1. O Lord, the king rejoices in your strength. How great is his joy in the victories you give. You have granted him the desire of his heart and have not withheld the request of his lips. Selah. You welcomed him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life, and you gave it to him. Length of days, forever and ever. Through the victories you gave, his glory is great. You have bestowed on him splendor and majesty. How does that make you feel? Wow. That's how he sees you. And you are here to do his work. Can anything stop you? Can anything stop us? No. Surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord through the unfailing love of the Most High. He will not be shaken. Are you meant to be kings and priests in this earth for the Lord? Yes. Yes, that's you. That's who you are. Psalm 8, verse 3, and this is from Darby. When I see thy, and and I probably don't have it up there. When I see thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and stars, see, all creation, that's what, what he's going through which thou hast established, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and splendor. See how he's designed you? Wow. Thou hast made him to rule... Over the works of thy hands thou hast put everything under his feet. This is what we receive when we receive Christ. The last name we're going to look at today is Gaba. G-A-B-A-H-H. And it means transcendent. In Strong's, it says this means to soar, to mount up, to be lofty, to be high above. That's what it means. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts Than your thoughts. Aren't you glad you are walking through life with someone whose ways are higher, whose thoughts are higher, whose wisdom is greater? And He is for you. So, this means that through all the quandaries of life, every single issue, no matter what it is, I can go to someone who's higher than I. That's who I get to talk to. That's, who I get to, that's the person with whom I get to commune Amen. every day. That's the one with whom I am united. Thank you, Lord. So when man's wisdom, and it always will fail, love, mercy fails, whatever it is, nothing of God will ever fail me. Right. His love will never fail me. His mercy will never fail me. His peace will never leave me. His wisdom will never steer me wrong. His wisdom is greater than mine. His peace is greater than mine. His joy, and I get to have it all. See that? I get to walk with that every day. Every moment of every day because of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is transcendent, he is above all, he's beyond all, with a vastness of nature and a knowledge and a wisdom and a peace and a joy and a strength and all his other characters that transcends every situation and every difficulty. His ways are above mine. He, and he sees everything at one time. Don't you wish sometimes, don't you just sometimes, I think this, I'm like, Lord, couldn't you just let me see it all at once? Well, I finally come to this point in my life where I'm sort of like, well, you see it all. So why do I need to be concerned with all that? Because you see it all, and you are above all, and and, and you have good decreed over my life. And so I can just trust you, and I I would use the term blindly trust, but that's totally inappropriate because it's not a blind trust. It is a trust in the one who knows and sees it all. And so it's a very secure trust that I can have in him. And I don't need to know it all, and I don't need to figure it all out. All I have to do every day is just walk with him and say, okay, Lord, what about this? Just tell me, and I'm going to do it. Just show me, and I'm going to heed it. Just tell me and I'm going to listen. I'm going to have ears to hear and I'm going to have eyes to see. So anyway, he is the one. He is the one who lives totally outside of, of time. He sees the past. He sees the present. He sees the future of my life all at one time. He decreed it like we said earlier before it ever began. He holds my future and he knows every outcome of my life. He counsels me always, the scripture says, with a loving eye upon me. I don't have to walk around and wring my hands and fret. I don't have to walk around in anxiety or fear. I don't have to wonder, am I going to do it right? Did I do it right? Did I do it perfectly? Is this exactly how it was supposed to be done? Our God is so much bigger than all of that. Hallelujah. Our God has perfect wisdom. His ways are higher than ours. All I have to do is ask him. He doesn't withhold. I just have to ask him and follow his advice. All is well. All is well. All is well. Because I have the one who transcends every one of my limitations. See that? He doesn't see us as limited. We see ourselves that way. He sees us as transcending, having victory in every situation. We can trust our Lord, even when we don't understand the details that are going on. Does that make sense? Our last scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the God you serve. And that's what the Lord asks that I share with you today. So we're going to go ahead and receive our, we're going to take communion, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. Oh, and I don't have a communion